Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And we want to talk today about how to love an overwhelmed spouse. This is a time of year or just a, a season in life where it seems like a lot of people are running on fumes, people are tired, people are feeling busy and overworked and, you know, uh, overextended. And so how can you as a spouse help your spouse? And by people in quotes here, are you referring to this person sitting here? <laughs> yes. I may or may not have like firsthand experience with this. <laughs> well, we all have. We've all been there, right? Where you can see it in your husband or wife's eyes. You can hear it in the way they talk about their day, their week, on their to-do list, whatever it might be. They are feeling the pressure. They're letting it get to them. They're, they feel like they're running behind on a bunch of stuff. They, they can't do it all. So what can we do? Well, we got six points. Okay. Here. Whoa. Now we don't script out our podcast. It's just kind of like, you know, <laughs> free for all. Right? <laughs> yeah. Bethany, you yeah. I don't give you a script. Even if I did, I who's to say you would follow, follow what it says? Okay. So most people uh, know this about our yeah. podcast is unscripted. However, we have six bullet points yes. written down, and we're gonna let them at you right now in okay. rapid fire succession succession. Okay. So number one, how to love an overwhelmed spouse is to listen to them. Do a really good job mm-hmm. of listening and showing them that you're listening, that you care, yep. that you understand to the best of your ability what they're going through and seek to, to the degree possible, enter into that challenge with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible communicates that we should do this and the idea of rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. So let's enter into the rejoicing or the suffering or the the difficulty that our spouse is facing yeah. because we love them and we're listening to them. Yeah, which requires some asking usually. Uh, well, it depends on the person. But I know sometimes I'll make a statement. You can pick up on it because you know me well. And I try to pretend like I'm done with the topic and move on. And then you say, well, what about that? You you ask me, you you take me back to what I just referenced. And you ask me a deeper question, which means you listened kind of filled in the in the cracks of what I said and then you want to know more and it's it's nice because sometimes you don't let me off the hook if you can tell that I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed it's like hey hey go, go back to that what what's going on there what are you feeling like what's happening explain it to me and I think that's really helpful with somebody else that cares enough to hear your problems and that's your spouse God gave you that person right next to you to help you in that way yeah and it's easy for us to not be good at listening. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be a bad listener, we yeah. might say. Yep. And so just a couple of things that can maybe help all of us to be better listeners are, number one, get really good at like repeating back what you heard. Hey, if I heard you correctly, like this is what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Did, did I understand you here when you said this? And that way you're showing that you listen because you're putting it into your own words and saying it back to them right. for them to either like affirm or like correct it a little bit. Like, no, 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 I... I was Not kind of referring to this other that. thing. Yeah. yeah, right. So that's just clarifying. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing you can do is kind of rephrase and repeat. Mm-hmm. Another thing you can do is just ask more questions. If you wonder, yep. do I listen enough? <laughs> Maybe ask yourself, like, how many questions do I ask? Yeah. Like, is it one question? And then, well, I mm-hmm. guess we have Move to be on. careful yeah. here because some of us can ask one question and then we can get like 
10 minutes worth of material by way of answer. <laughs> and so maybe, maybe, maybe you got all that you needed. Yeah, maybe you don't need to ask a ton of follow-ups, but, but even with, you know, being married to a spouse who knows how to talk, right? I know that I need to ask questions of you mm-hmm. and I, and I need to keep coming at you with more questions. And so mm-hmm. that's just, those are just a couple of practical things you can do. Yeah, to be better at listening. I, I think a third thing is just to make sure there aren't distractions happening while you're in these conversations. Well, that's unnecessary. Like a football that's, game you don't need, th- we in don't, the background. Look, this, we don't need to go there. A phone screen okay. that you're staring at. <laughs> Even, uh, you know, I know we've had the, the discussion before is sometimes, you know, you just want me to sit down, stop cleaning. Because, you yeah. know, like stop moving around so we can really listen. It's like the, the other distractions have got to be put aside. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's a really important thing to add to it. Yeah, What's context, distracting you. Yep, circumstances, yep. all of that's right. really important. Okay, a second thing to uh, love an overwhelmed spouse is to serve them. Uh, do active, practical things to care for them, to meet their needs, to encourage them, to show them that you uh, love them. Mm-hmm. Could be one of the hardest things because likely you're busy as well. You've got a lot going on. You're tired, whatever it might be. It's easy to not step in and lighten somebody else's load, especially a grown-up. You know, we're, maybe we're used to doing this as moms with our children. Well, let me step in and serve them. They need help. Oh, they're really struggling. They're sick. They're tired, whatever it might be. Uh, we see that quickly in our kids. But when when my husband, when when you're overwhelmed, I need to see that I can step in and serve you practical ways and not just think, oh, he's a, he's a grown up. He's got this. He'll, he'll be fine. I need to say, oh, this is going to take a little bit of sacrifice on my part. This is going to help me to see what I could take off of his plate, what I could lighten the load, where I could give him more time possibly by doing something practical to serve. Yeah. And that last thing that you mentioned, I think is important. And so let's put it down as like a third thing. Mm -hmm. And that is to give them time and space. So sometimes one of the most helpful things you can do by way of serving them is not very hands-on and active at all. It's like hands-off. It's like, hey, why don't you go for a walk? Yeah. Hey, why don't you go um, like to the beach and sit and pray for a half hour and then come back Um, or something like that where it's the gift of, you know, especially (laughs) for a husband to give to a wife, the gift of leaving the home, the workplace, the, the, you know, the the children's needs the the problems and just being able to like not worry about that stuff for a few minutes and just take a load off. Yeah, especially if you're listening and you you know you got the little kids that are so needy. They just have so many needs, just on repeat all day long. One of the best ways you would serve is just walk in. You could see it. You could see it on my face. Probably you could see it on the bags underneath my eyes, right? And the exhaustion and the feeling like uh, you know there's so much going on. And you'd say, hey. You want to go out? You want to go out for a bit? I got this. And it's important to be like, I've got this. Not not to make me feel bad for needing the break, not to make yeah. me, you know, oh, before you leave, can you make sure they have all their needs met and then you yeah. get an hour break or whatever, half an hour break. But to just be like, I've got this. I see that you would really, you know, benefit from a little bit of respite away. So let me let me step in and give this to you. I mean, that's huge, super helpful and fulfilling a need that's there usually. Totally. Okay, a fourth thing that we'll say just to help an overwhelmed spouse is to pray for them. And I suppose that could be with them, you Mm -hmm. know, like, hey, let's pray together for a minute and you pray for them. That's really encouraging. But it could also just be that, you know, you're geographically far away from each other, you know, one's at work, one's at home. Right. And you pray for them and 
just our thinking about them throughout the day and appealing to the Lord to help them and sustain them and energize them. And so that's a really important thing to be able to do for them. I and mean, we, we just can't undervalue or underestimate the power mm-hmm. of that kind of prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as our kids grow, I even try to get them in on it when I can uh, on a drive or talking with them. Hey, I know dad's got something big going on or, or whatever. Let's pray for him right now together. And that's a, even a way to train your kids, you know, to talk about doubling up, but also to really say, hey, we're going to the God of the universe here to talk to him about this problem that dad has or this situation he's dealing with. And I think that can be really helpful too. Yeah, that's great. Well, at this point, we've got two more things on the list mm-hmm. and they turn the attention a little bit. Uh, they, they, they turn the intensity up. Okay, okay. <laughs> The or, volume is cranked up a bit. S- numbers one through four are really nice. Okay. <laughs> like let, you're feeling overwhelmed. Okay. Let me just help you. Yeah, okay? exactly. Number five is... Point it out. Yeah. <laughs> You're feeling yeah. overwhelmed. I I see it. Right. At some point, as a loving, caring spouse, I just need to call it like it is. You know, are you doing okay? Seems mm-hmm. like you're really overwhelmed. What's going on? Yeah, and it it I mean it might not be the most well received. Let's all let's all decide to receive this well, okay? <laughs> right here right now. Because I do think one of the best ways that you love me, Mark, is to when you see an issue, when you see something that's maybe not uh the best in my life, you're not afraid to call it like it is and then help me to move forward. Because sometimes the calling and I, I see, seem to be overwhelmed, even just somebody else pointed out, it's like, oh, that is what where I'm at. And I do need to work on this at a spiritual level too. Um, I don't want to just deal with the symptoms here or just try to, you know, fix the schedule so that I don't feel overwhelmed. It's, it's like, you're saying, I see this. Is that pointing to something else? What can we do to fix it? Have you been, you know, talking to the Lord about these things? Have you been pursuing what the Bible says in these areas? And it's, it's hard. It can be hard to hear, but it's also really loving. Yeah. You just need to like have your pads on, like your uh, football pads on <laughs> oh, right. so in case your spouse attacks you. Uh, no, I, <laughs> no, I wouldn't happen. I think, um, yeah, you got to do it in the right way and in the right time and place. And, all yes. that. And, and I think also I'll add that you, you shouldn't do this, that like the first sight of your spouse being overwhelmed. Right. Right. Um, like this should come after a little bit of time where mm-hmm. they're kind of lingering in that mm-hmm. feeling and they're stuck in it and they're having trouble. And then after some of the previous steps, yeah, you step in and maybe point it out to them. Yeah. And I think it's so, yeah, what you're saying, gently at the right time, not in the middle of a chaotic moment, <laughs> not when they're just upset and it's better to listen and just empathize, but at a at a set set a, a different sort of a time and setting when people aren't around, kids aren't around, not in the middle of the, you know, dinner just got burnt, but it's you and your spouse and you're saying, hey, I see this. Let's work through this issue together. Let's also look at what scripture says about it, uh, you know. What do we need to what do we need to remind ourselves of in this time? How can I help you with it? Yep, that's right. And the fifth or the sixth and final one is like it. Uh, like the previous one, it's just that uh, we want to encourage our spouse in the spiritual disciplines then. Uh, so it's one thing to point it out, hey, it seems like you're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to then say, how are you doing with your Bible reading and your time with the Lord and your mm-hmm. prayer? Like 
are you are you able to have time for spiritual things in your devotional life, or is that kind of suffering right now? Because we know how it goes. I mean, that's that's like can be the first thing that gets yeah. dropped when your schedule gets full. You don't have time to read your Bible and spend time with God anymore. And so then that's like this perfect storm where not only is life busy and overwhelming and maybe stressful, right. but you're also not spending that restorative time with God and it just feeds itself and becomes a bigger problem. Feeds itself. I was just thinking about <laughs> feeding and the fact that we are supposed to, you know, eat <laughs> The word is what I was trying to say, which is we need that spiritual intake in our lives. We need to be um, getting a regular diet of scripture. And so it's you become if it's been, you know, week, whatever, a long time and you haven't read your Bible. It's like you're you're malnourished now and now you're dealing with an overwhelming situation. And so we need to make sure when we're overwhelmed, it's helpful with, with a spouse to say, Hey, are you back in the word? Are you getting fed by the word of God? And you're allowing that to, to supply what you need in this situation. And you're not just trying to run on fumes or whatever, spiritual fumes. So interesting (laughs) when you bring up the food analogy, because I think everybody who listens to this can probably relate to the experience of being hungry and then getting irritable, like, because you're hungry. Oh yeah. Right. It's like, you are short-tempered right. and frustrated yes, and, you know, a little shaky and irrational right. because you don't have food in your system. Right, exactly. Right? Like, we can—I've experienced that before. Yes. And I can connect that directly to the problem of needing physical food. I think it's not as easy to make the connection to a lack of spiritual food mm-hmm. because you don't have those physical hunger pains when it comes to spiritual malnutrition, right? Right. But— that's a good exercise that you just brought up for us to do. And that is to try to connect some of those dots back and think, man, I've been irritable and frustrated and short and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, all these things like, is it because I'm not getting the Bible into my system and I'm not spending time with the Lord? Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah. That's something great kind of points out maybe some of the issues going on helps you realize them differently. Yeah. Well, hopefully this was a helpful tool that you can implement when you see that overwhelmed spouse. We'll see you next week. All right. See you.